while back I talked about what God's purpose is for us. It's a common question, especially for young people, but I think a lot of people or Christians in general will ask on repeat their entire lives, what's God's purpose for my life? It's not a bad question, but it is a dangerous question if, if you're not having a clear thought process. The last time I spoke about this, which it's on the podcast, it's called um, Your Purpose, Our Purpose, I believe. The main point is that all of our purpose, our God's purpose for all of us is exactly the same. And that's to be holy and to make disciples. Now, regardless of what you do with your life, you're called to action. Action as far as taking care of your responsibilities, what you've been given, the platform that you've been given, but also to move and to act if you're striving after Christ, then you don't really have to worry about what direction you're going as far as jobs or house or relationship because God's going to be right there in the center of all of it. Not only giving you discernment, but guiding all these little decisions in life. And they're all little because when we, when we, when we finally pass through this life into the next, I, all these you know things that we've had to deal with, jobs and relationships, aren't going to matter nearly as much as just being with God and, and our character development for eternity with Him. But now I want to go a little deeper because that's just part of God's will for us. Proverbs 21.13, and this is for all who call themselves Christians, so you can't just, just tap out of this because you've heard it a thousand times or it's, it's cliche or overkill. This is God's heart for all of us. Proverbs 21.13, whoever closes his ear to the cry of the poor will himself call out and not be answered. Proverbs 28.27, whoever gives to the poor will not want, but he who hides his eyes will get many a curse. James 2, 14 through 17. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can the faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace and be warmed and filled without giving them the things they need for the body, what good is that? So also, faith by itself, if it is, does not have works, is dead. 1 John three sixteen through 18 By this we know love, that Jesus laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's good, sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. The faith in our hearts will be evident in the fruit of our lives. Let me say that again. The faith in our hearts will be evident by the fruit in our lives. Where is your fruit? Where is your heart for not only the poor, but the needy, for the suffering, for the annoying, for the hard to love? Because if we don't act in this way, then it may become clear that we were never Christians in the first place. Now, those kind of statements are dangerous, but I think we are a little too sensitive in our day and culture that you say something like that and then automatically anything said before or after that statement is just completely negated because the person's being too judgmental or whatever nonsense. But we need to be afraid of those kind of statements and be checking our faith, checking our hearts, making sure we are in the faith. The Bible commands us to do that as well. Matthew seven sixteen. you will recognize people by their fruits. In Matthew 25, 31, 46, he describes the separation of Christians and non-Christians at final judgment in terms of those who have helped uh, in, in the followers of Christ and who haven't helped. And those who haven't helped will be go away into eternal judgment, Matthew 25, 46. 
Now we have to understand what works really means. We're not earning anything. We're not earning our salvation. Anything we do in this life to earn God's favor uh, means nothing. But the same gospel that frees us from work also frees us to work. Or as David Platt says, if you are a follower of Christ, then you are free to rest in his finished work on your behalf. At the same time, you are free to do good work according to his will. Paul sets it up perfectly in Ephesians 2.10. We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So the works that don't give us salvation... If we are in the faith, then we do these works to help the brothers and sisters, to help the lost, needy, hungry, poor, abused. And most importantly, we do good works to be a light in the world, to glorify God in all we do, to show people a little bit more and more the character of Christ, the attributes of Christ, and ultimately to bring people to saving faith in Christ. Because even all the good works and all the uh, charity work that you can do in your life is still worthless if people aren't being brought to the face of God, to the throne of God, to the humble regeneration of the heart through Christ. So what's God's purpose for you? Continue in sanctification. Continue in holiness. Continue in good works for his people, for the lost, for the hurting. And you notice the point of all this is it has nothing to do with you other than God using you, which we should be honored we should be faithful in, in carrying out these good works, carrying out this growing faith. And what does all this look like logistically? I don't know. That's the part where you start to, to move and start to act and God will direct your steps because you're doing good works to glorify him and you are a child of his. So he has got your back, got your front, he's got your up, he's got your down, he's got you covered. Be in him and serve his people. Love you guys. Mm-hmm.